0: Want to tell the people in your life you appreciate them? Stand out with the best gift ever. Miki Couture luxury blankets are the best gift ever for appreciation and recognition to say thank you every day of the year. And you won't have to worry about the best gift ever being late because Miki can fulfill your orders without the supply chain frustrations. Miki Couture has you covered at MikiCouture.com.
1: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack.
0: We have ignition and liftoff. Hello, space cadets. Welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. I'm your host, Will. And did you know that NASA astronauts have been coming back from space after they spent an elongated period there with herpes, chicken pox, and shingles viruses? Well, the reason may be the same as it is here on Earth. And I'm gonna tell you all about that right after this quick break, I gotta pay some bills. 47 out of 89 astronauts on short space shuttle flights, that's 53% of them, and 14 out of 23, which is 61% on longer International Space Station missions Shed the herpes virus in their saliva and urine samples. The frequencies of this, as well as the quantity of viral shedding, are markedly higher than in samples from before or after the flight, or from matched healthy controls. The term shedding is when a virus successfully reactivates itself. And the same reason that these kind of things happen on Earth is probably the same reason that they happen in space. It's due to stress. It has nothing to do with any sort of crazy space virus. Nothing's coming after these astronauts. There's nothing there's no there's nothing going on up there other than these people, these heroes doing their work. Spaceflight is very stressful, so it can reactivate herpes, chickenpox, etc. And the stresses that they're under, zero gravity, cosmic radiation, and extreme G-forces during takeoff and reentry. well, those situations can contribute to the reactivation of viruses, as well as being in small spaces. If you're in the ISS or if you're in a pod, imagine how small a space pod is. It's enough room for you and a couple friends to hang out, right? And if you're in a Soyuz, it's really cramped. You're really like right next to people the whole time and you're flying up to the International Space Station. You're separated from your family, separated from your friends. There's an altered state of sleep. Well, all of these things can contribute to astronauts bringing back, well, reactivating these viruses. So there's eight human herpes viruses and four of them were detected in astronauts, including oral and genital herpes, chicken pox and shingles and because the herpes virus takes up residence in nerve and immune cells uh, they're never really gone so they just kind of they kind of wake up under stress and out of all the astronauts only six astronauts developed any symptoms due to the viral reactivation and all of those were very minor but there's an implication that these viruses could be spread and affect others when the astronauts return to earth And those people with compromised immune systems or newborns, well, they're at risk. So these astronauts have to be taken care of when they hit the earth again. So why does this happen? What happens to the immune system in space that could cause this? Well, some of the effects of prolonged spaceflight are muscle and bone loss. And the astronauts combat this while they're on the International Space Station increased exercise. And scientists and researchers are looking into the impact of long-term spaceflight on immune system cells of astronauts, and they study the effects of six months of spaceflight on a type of white blood cell that kills cancerous cells in the body called natural killer cells. These NK cells prevent viruses from reactivating. Richard Simpson, who is the senior study author and University of Arizona associate professor of nutritional scientists, said Cancer is a big risk to astronauts during very prolonged spaceflight missions because of the exposure to radiation. The NK cells are also very important to kill off virally infected cells. When you're in the space station, it's a very sterile environment. You're not likely to pick up the flu or a rhinovirus or some community type infection, but the infections that are a problem are viruses that are already in the body. And these are mostly viruses that cause things like shingles, mononucleosis, or cold sores. They stay in your body for the rest of your life, and they do reactivate when you're stressed. So for the study, scientists studied blood samples from eight astronauts who spent time on the space station and compared them with normal, healthy people who didn't do any spaceflight. The astronaut's blood was taken before, during, and after the spaceflight and compared to the healthy controls and how they were before flight, the astronauts NK cells were impaired during and after spaceflight. And on day 90 of their stay on the space station, samples of NK cell activity against leukemia cells and cultured dishes were reduced by 50% in ISS crew members. So what do the scientists think happened? Why do they think this happens to astronauts. And while since the cell culture system, um, the NK cell function is decreasing as well, and it's probably due to stress. It could be stress-induced. And the first time astronauts were also younger than the space flight veterans and found their first experience more stressful, which could exacerbate their cell response. Professor Simpson goes on to say, the next question would be, how do we mitigate these effects? How do we prevent the immune system from declining during space travel? In order to do that, you have to first figure out what's causing the decline. Is it stress? Is it microgravity? Is it radiation? Is it a plethora of things? When we figure that out, we can try to find ways to directly target those factors and mitigate them. And NASA is doing something to help future astronauts out. Researchers at the Johnson Space Center are working on countermeasures for these things which could include exercise, nutrition, and pharmacological uh, things. So it could help keep the uh, astronauts healthy in space and boost their immune response as well. So this is the first study to come out for this, and hopefully they're gonna have more studies and more information, more data in the future. And until then, going to keep monitoring astronauts and figuring out what's happening to them. Now, this is the end of the episode, everybody. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. This has been the Space News Pod. My name is Will, and I will see you—wait, s- one more thing, real quick. If you could do me a huge favor, go over to iTunes and please rate and review the podcast. The more rating five-star ratings we get, the further up we get pushed into the technology ranks, and the more of these episodes that I can do. I'm gonna be doing two of these per day for the foreseeable future. Maybe do really long episodes. I mean, it's up to you guys. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at Space News Pod and on Facebook at Space Newspod. Let me know what you think. Do you want really long episodes? I think that would be kinda of cool. Just a long 30-minute episode per day, so you could listen to it on the way to work and on the way home or on the way to work or Uh, then in work, maybe, maybe if you're like me and you like to slack off, sometimes listen to some podcasts while you're doing your work. So let me know what you think at space news pod on Twitter and Facebook. And this has been the space news pod. My name is Will. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.
1: Hear that?